Authentic Connections Explored, an interview with Coach Lee Hopkins. Join us on the Wellness Driven Life Show as Coach Lee Hopkins, founder of Patterns of Possibility, shares his journey of overcoming lifelong struggles with connection. Discover the power of authenticity as Coach Lee reveals his simple three-step process to help you find fulfilling social connections and meaningful relationships. Explore the essence of authenticity, learn how to express emotions authentically, and uncover alternative approaches to forming connections. Don't miss this transformative interview. Subscribe now to the Wellness Driven Life Show for insights on cultivating authentic connections for personal growth. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness driven ride. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. I'm looking forward to introducing our guest today. Coach Lee Hopkins is an expert in helping people build more fulfilling social connections in their personal and professional lives. Whether you want to expand your social circle or build deeper relationships with those around you, he believes authenticity is the key to success. By embracing one's true self and learning to communicate from a place of honesty and vulnerability, you can form connections that will enrich your life and bring you joy. Please help me welcome Coach Lee. Hello, everyone. I'm Coach hey. Lee. Good to, yeah. good to be here, April. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so glad to have you on the show because connections are such a fun topic. They're vital to our overall well-being. And so this is a really fun topic I'm excited about. Thank you for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show. And that being said, let's get started. Tell the audience a little bit about you. Well, yeah, thanks you again for having me. I'm really delighted to talk about these social connections and relationships um, because I didn't have any. And that's what where I started. I really suffered when I was a kid trying to make connections with people. I always watched my age group and people, my peers, they would have friends and they would like key key it up. They're like, oh yeah, let's have sleepovers and, and everything. And, and I thought, well, what am I doing wrong? What, why can't I connect with people? And, mm. and I was just so distraught by that. Um, and so that's something that carried on with me throughout my life. Cause I, I heard this really bummy advice and I say bummy advice now, because you know, what I've learned today is completely different. Um, there are steps to it. So you've probably heard this too. You have to love yourself first or you have to be authentic in order yeah. to make these connections. But what I heard as a kid was that if I am authentic, people will like me. 
And that was just not true. <laughs> there are so many people who do not like you when you are authentic, but it really is the key to making these lasting connections. So discovering that is how I um, became a coach because I wanted people to not have to go through that awful experience in which they really felt like people wouldn't like them if they were authentic. They will. They will just the right people. You just got to keep it up and meet the right people. So I help people figure that out. Hmm. So, wow. I, I mean, when we start talking about authenticity and especially when we go into childhood, we haven't really yet discovered who we are, hmm. how we're supposed to show up. We, we think that we're supposed to be like all these other people. We mirror and we mask. And so, I would say, and maybe you would agree, or I'd love to know your opinion, but like, is it so much different for a child, you know, and then those adolescent years and then going into adulthood that differentiates the differences between really being authentic and not? Yeah, I, I think that there is a huge difference because as a kid or a child, you're just being your yourself without the society's rules and expectations that are put upon you. You're like, especially, you know, as a baby, of course, you're just like crying whenever you want to. You could care less what your parents think or how they feel because you're not even aware of them. When you get to be six years old, you're just doing things because it feels great for you. When you're 10 years old, you're still exploring and doing these wonderful things. But as you get older, people tell you, oh, that thing that you liked, it's stupid. Put it away. Right. What are you laughing at? That's not funny. What are you wearing? That's goofy. We don't like that. And so you start to internalize that. I know I started mm. to internalize that. And by the time you're an adult, it's like, I can't be my authentic self. There's been so many signals telling me that it's not the right thing to do. I need to fit yeah. in. Yeah. So you you started, you had this awareness when you were a kid that, you know, if I'm authentic, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So you had this idea of not really wanting to show yourself because you had, you know, just like you talked about, people were like, we don't like that. Yeah. And so you start to put so much of yourself away. And then again, we, I feel like we really lose ourselves and who we are because of that. So when were there moments that you started realizing that you can start being yourself and how did you even figure out who you were after all of that? Oh, wow. So that is such a wonderful question um, as far as figuring out who I am and shining bright. So a bit about me, I grew up in a, a small town in Ohio and it's really Christian based. And so um, I had these experiences where I would kind of see everyone say that you need to live this way, but perhaps not doing those things. And so I would point those things out and I would get in trouble for that. So mm. I'm like, all right, I can't really talk about that. You know, do as you say, not as what you do, as the parents would say. Mm. And so I figured, oh, that's not a good thing. I better try and figure out what feels good and important to me. And as I, I grew a little older, I am talking my teenage years, I presented as, so, okay, let me pause right here and tell you, I'm transgendered. So I'm female to male, and this is part of my story and my journey. But as I was a kid, I transitioned. I transitioned. And you did a great 30. job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Never would have known. Just yeah. so you know, I'm. I would imagine that most of the audience would agree. So you did a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I wanted to share. Like as I was a kid, though, I started to to look towards LGBTQ. So I presented yeah. as a female and I wanted to date women. And that was feeling like that was real, that was authentic to me. And I felt like, oh, I can do that mm -hmm. as long as I move away from home. So I, gradu I graduated from high school and I went to college. And this is where I had this inkling of, I can be myself as long as I'm not with, in this place. I can right. go be myself in college. And so that's something that, that stuck with me. If I'm not around the people that care for me, then I must have to move. And people have probably heard this too. You have to find your tribe. 
I yeah. believe that it was a physical thing. Do you move from this place to that place to that place to this place in order to find the people that really care about you? And so that's when I really had the idea that, oh, I just need to move and I'll find the people that I care for that, that will care for me. So I felt more open in college, but this idea of moving stuck with me. I moved from Ohio. I moved around in Ohio. I moved from Ohio to California. I moved around in California. And then I finally moved from California to Chicago where I am at. And I moved around a bit in Chicago too. And then it's, I'm the common denominator. So it really isn't, it really wasn't the place. So there was a little bit of a misconception about finding your tribe as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, I want to hear more about that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that I could go into coach Lee, because, you know, that is a, a challenging thing for people to go through with their families, all of the societal expectations of what they expect you to be and who they want you to be. And especially, mm -hmm. you know, growing up in um, the religious society that you grew up in, like, what was that like for you? Did you ever feel, and maybe do you still feel like you run? And whether mm -hmm. you do or not, is it is it something that is a positive aspect for you? Oh, yeah. So, the, of course, there's a lot of disappointment and frustration and sadness around all of the things, the, the transition, sure, and me doing things that didn't line up with what the word as I learned it was. So I understand that they have their frustrations and, and things. And I really did need to get away. I needed some physical space between that and me. Um, yeah. Because I imagine that everyone goes through this process where they get their beliefs and ideas from their parents or their caretakers. And they say, this is how the world is. And they tell you, this is how the world is. And then you grow into your own self and you're like, wait a minute, mm, I don't think I want to keep this belief. And it mm. gets really difficult when you're in the same physical space, when you're emotionally or financially beholden to your parents, yeah. it gets really difficult to let go of that. So I needed that space. Yes, I ran. I ran all over Ohio, California, and a bit of Chicago. And I'm okay with that because that was a part of my journey. I ran that I went to this place and that place and I found that I wasn't there. I was here all the time, all along. And it was only in that time where I, I took a moment to, to sit down and realize that mm, these are my beliefs and this is how they show up. And that was how I started making these real authentic connections with people. Coach Lee, I would love to know when was the point when you felt at home when i felt at home okay this i love this question so much um i feel at home i felt at home when i described my experiences to a person and they could understand it so mm. a bit about my journey again is that when i was in chicago um I had met a woman who told me that I was the problem and I needed to go to therapy. And I had such a no sense of self, real mm. no sense of self that I was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm going to go to therapy. And I went and it was the best thing I've ever done um, because this therapist was really helpful and they helped me understand the concept of validation and understanding my own feelings. And I remember going into this office and talking about, you know, what the problem was. They're like, well, what brings you in today? And I'm like, blah, 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 girlfriend complaint, blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, of course you wouldn't want to feel that way. Of course that feels awful. And I was like, what? I have my feelings and I'm right about them. That's amazing. And so mm. learning that skill Learning that skill really makes me feel at home or having that impact makes me feel at home. And so when I meet people or when I've met people that can do that, who can share my sense of my point of view, even though they may not agree with it, I really feel like home. I feel like I'm home. I feel like I'm safe and and they're trustworthy. Um, so that's what what home is to me. It's mm. it's a feeling, it's a connection with someone. 
Yeah, I love that. And the reason I ask is because so many of us feel lost and mm. and not at home, right? So it's a it's a very interesting question because you know sometimes we don't feel like we have a place or a space or we belong, etc. And I really like your response to that because it's the feeling and. So much of what I hear also, Coach Lee, is clarity, is when you knew how to express, um, you know, what you are doing, who you are, and also the, the validations of your feelings. Like, it's okay to feel what I'm feeling and Absolutely. to be able to go through those and process those emotions. Absolutely. And if I could, Rachel, or April... <laughs> Rachel, sorry, April. Hey, right. you know, like Rachel. a lot of people in my life have called me Rachel. Like one. Um, the uh, I I thought that home was always somewhere else. Like I said, that I've been running all outside. over the states outside of me, and in so much that I might get some heat for this. This is all my feelings. Okay, is that I thought that transitioning was going to make me feel like I was at home. Mm. I thought that transitioning from female to male was going to fix everything for me. And I'm going to stop not liking myself when people are going to treat me better. They're going to ah. treat me differently. And I'm going to feel better about myself because they treat me differently. Yeah. Well, sure enough, they did treat me differently. Um, things were easier in some ways. Uh, relationships with uh, men have changed because they look at me, like you said at the beginning, like, they can't really tell right. uh, until I start talking about my feelings and then they raise their eyebrow at me, but my relationships with them changed. I gained more respect pretty quickly. And then my dating life, it changed also because, well, uh, people don't want to date trans people and that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. But just knowing that, or it didn't feel like it was ex exactly was supposed to be or this or that. It was a surprise. It was a delightful surprise. And it really became, really made me like trying to figure out, well, what else could there be? That was one of those tipping points. So well, what else could there be? Um, it's not how I look on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that this is correct though. I'm not saying that I want to transition back. I have any qualms. I'm upset about it. This is right. This feels right to me. I feel comfortable in my own skin and I like myself. That's the important thing. I didn't like myself before then, but I do like myself. And it, the piece that I want to get to that's really most important to take away from this, I like myself and it's not because I transitioned. Yeah. No, I love that you pointed mm -hmm. that out because uh, Coach Lee, I think, I think we all do that where we feel like if we can just change this part about ourselves yeah if we can just get to this other location or just 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 yeah and it's a, a constant very human very yes. human i i really truly believe that we all do this where it it is a practice and a an art to realizing and understanding and knowing that the change comes from within and mm -hmm. it's not outside of ourselves. Do I feel that some of those things can help? Totally. Like when I paint my nails, I just painted my nails. I feel oh, nice. Not that like I, I want to, to show up to be this or that, but it makes me feel pretty. Yeah. You no, know, or clean. It like there's a, a sense of tidiness about it and it and it just makes me feel good. So there are things that we can do, you know, that's why we bathe ourselves, right? Because yeah, absolutely <laughs> there's those things, but you're right. It, there's so much of that internal, that mental, the all of the things, mm -hmm. the emotions that we experience that truly are the key. Yeah. And you know, I use that like a, that example of uh, you painting your nails as helping you feel better or helping you feel clean or, you know, it, it changes your mood. It's you doing that, changing the mood. I've done that to help myself get over the severe depression that I had. It was just, I felt like I couldn't do anything. 
I felt awful about myself and who I was. I was drinking a whole lot. I had no power over anything. And mm. I remember hearing there was some famous speech about, I think, an admiral saying that you want to change the world, make up your bed first, something yeah. along those lines, do something small, essentially. And yeah. so the small thing that I did to help me feel better was that I bought a ring um, from Amazon and I would take it off every night and then put it on my dresser and then put it on every day. And that was the powerful thing that I could do for myself is put it on this ring finger. And that was it. I made sure to impact the environment the way I wanted to. And I felt really good about doing that. And slowly but surely, I started to make my bed and do all kinds of other things because I felt empowered by that little small thing. So sometimes mm -hmm. it does come from outside. Sometimes yeah. it does help. We need a physical representation of what it what it is for us. Coach Lee, that is so symbolic. And what it reminds me of is um, like putting on a badge or putting on an armor or the Superman mm -hmm. pose. All of those things uh, remind us, symbolize to us of how we want to be, how we want to show up, who we really want to be mm -hmm. portrayed as in the world, how we want to see ourselves, how we want to feel. And I really also like that you mentioned the the one small thing. If we just do one small little tweak and yeah. we do it consistently each and every day, that's very helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to move into our first commercial. And when we get back, Coach Lee, I would love to start looking into you had these incredible ventures where you did travel to different states. You got different culture experiences. And this is really where you started to learn more about what it was to connect with others. So stay tuned when we get back. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. That's KimJacobsConsulting.com. Did I say KimJacobsConsulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. So I'm just going to mention something about that right now because Kim Jacobs was my coach and she has this incredible offer right now. Whoever signs up for her coaching services will get the opportunity to be interviewed by Mr. Les Brown himself. And so I think she's still offering that. It would be well worth the check into anyway. So I wanted to mention that. Now back to your awesome story, Coach Lee, because you've created this really, really cool thing. You have started a movement. Mm. And so let's dive into a little bit about how did that start? Where did the wheels start turning 
in your venture and really learning these different cultures during your travels? Yeah. So, um, different cultures. I want to laugh so hard because I grew up in a small town and I loved the when I went to California and Chicago, there was food. There's like different foods everywhere. And so speaking of culture, small town in Ohio, I thought that Taco Bell was authentic Mexican food. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. if I would I'd be a little embarrassed about that. And then when I went to to uh college, I experienced Chipotle and I thought, oh, this is real, authentic Mexican food. And then I moved to California and I was like, oh my God, things are so different. Things are so different and still enjoyable in their own ways. And as I started to work through learning myself, I'm getting more experiences with other people and realizing that, wow, people are the same everywhere they go. Um, they can, I guess, taste different, but they're the same, essentially nourishing in some way. They provide mm -hmm. some kind of value for you everywhere you go. And I really started to, I only started to, to come into understanding what I wanted to do with the coaching when I moved to Chicago. So it was after the disappointment and frustration moving around Ohio and moving around in California, finally getting to uh, Chicago where I am, where I am now. It was only when I started to understand more about my emotions through this therapy that I wanted to be able to connect with people. And it really felt like home to mm. talk about what's important to me and have people respect that or have people interested and express interest in that. And I've tried many, many times to go out and to share my perspective or my point of view, have people understand me. And it just didn't work. There were some people who were just definitely afraid to open up themselves. Mm -hmm. And I also realized that I was going to the wrong places. I was going to bars and I was going to nightclubs, trying to find people who are interested in board games. Yeah. They're not there. Right. <laughs> They're not there. Yeah. So, um, just understanding more about how people showed up and different places they would show up really helped me understand that I wanted to to be in different spaces and I wanted to share more about my truth, as I call sharing your feelings. I, I talk about that as sharing your truth. Mm. Well, you know, I have done a lot of that through networking and learning all of the different places and spaces and the different types of people that you come into contact with, even the different hours of the day, like yeah. there's daytime events and there's evening cocktail hour events and just the different vibes that you come across. And it all makes a difference. And really, it's just you have to get out to really see the differences and understand what it is that you're looking for and mm -hmm. where you want to be. But it takes a while, doesn't it? And so I'm so curious, like, have you devised, what does your culture that you've created look like? What does your system look like? Do you have a set of questions that really, you know, help you to be able to, you know, drag that out of other people where they Absolutely. feel really confident and comfortable with speaking to you about feelings? Yeah, absolutely. Dragging it out of other people. That's because it's like, oh, <laughs> probably not the we, best term, but <laughs> we're closely. I think it really fits, April. I think it really fits because we are so closely guarded. You know, as I, as I talked about my journey and the rejection and feeling like I can't yeah. be myself. You know, if you think about it, when you open up, you you talk about something that's really special and important to you. Mm -hmm. Usually three, one of these three things are going to happen to you. It's likely one of these three things are going to happen to you. One, somebody's just going to ignore you. Mm. That doesn't feel good either. Somebody just ignores what you said. It just, whatever. Nobody likes that. Two, somebody's going to tell you that's stupid. They're going to turn towards you and actively reject you. Mm. No one likes that either. We don't like that. And the third thing that's going to happen Usually what happens 
is that people will actively try and stop you from expressing it. They're going to actively stop you from having the fun talking about the thing that you like. So, of course, you have to have yourself guarded up. You, If you've learned that throughout your life, like three out of four times, that's going to happen. The other thing is what I do is say, hey, that's wonderful. That's great. Tell me more about that. Express some curiosity about who they are and why they feel the way they do about the thing. And I want to emphasize that if you're trying to make these really great connections with people, this is a skill set to learn. And it's mm. not about being excited about the thing that they're joyful about. That's not the only time you express understanding. There are four other four emotions that we have here. We express excitement of the joy. Okay, you love Pokemon. Tell me more about it. You like Street Fighter. Tell me more about their video games that you like. We love that. But yeah. also, there are times that we have other emotions that show up. Anger. Anger. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to dismiss your anger. I'm going to be like, tell me more about that. Of course, you'd be angry. Validate those feelings. Your sadness and your fear, those are the people that really make it safe for people to talk. And I like to do that. I like to make it safe for people to talk about what it is that's on their mind and how they feel about it. It may not be a reflection of how I feel. I'm just reflecting back what they feel. So they feel safe and comfortable. Like I'm with them. Like we're connected. You know, people have even told me because I'm transgender. I used to go on TikTok, on TikTok lives. People would come in and they say, I don't like you because you're trans. Great. Tell me more about that. Mm. Of course. Of course. Tell me more about yeah. it. It has nothing to do with me, but okay. I just happen to be a representation of whatever, whatever it is. But if I want to create a connection and I know that it's, wow, it's rare, like somebody's actively in your face trying to frustrate you and you want more information about what frustrates them about you. It's hard to do but it is certainly something that creates a beautiful connection. And that's what I like to do for the people I coach with. Mm, those are such great tips and ideas for people to really have a good conversation with anybody. And, and you know, that would go as with any conversation you're having with any, anyone, any relationships, you know, whether it's your spouse, your child, your friends, you know, going out and meeting somebody for the first time. I love all the things that you said and people love to talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we give them that opportunity to really talk about themselves and to express themselves and asking them all the while, tell me more. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about that experience for you. What was that like? And I think too, people really love where you can relate. And then you have this common ground where you feel very you know, just right in the same it's tribe or very human safe. along with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I hear from you too, Coach Lee, that like so much of going out to meet people and finding community, because it's just so important for us to do that, to have each other. But it takes this sense of bravery. And Brene Brown says, you can't be brave without being vulnerable. They they just don't exist without one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you really do have to be brave to go out there. And I realize that too as part of my coaching. So I'd like to share with you this storytelling method that I have to help you open up to people and not get too hurt. I love that. I know that there are people out there who just want to tell it all. Like, hey, here's everything about me. I want you to know everything about me. And it doesn't quite work. I'll share a quick story before I tell you about the tip. So I'm transgender, right? And I was out there looking for people. And I had the idea that I need to be my authentic self. I need to talk about the thing that's really important to me. It just happens to be that I'm a transgender person. I don't want that to be an issue going down the road. So I go to this bar. Um, it's a night nightclub uh, comedy place. I went there and I had this mindset that I'm going to make a new friend. I'm going to meet somebody new and it's going to be awesome. Scan the room. Oh, that guy. I have a conversation with him. We have a beer and we're talking to each other. It's a nice flowing conversation. And I'm mindful of the fact that I want to talk about being transgendered because 
I don't want us to have a beautiful friendship and things fall apart mm. later down the road. Mm. So I steer the conversation towards trans, gay, LGBT stuff. And they say, well, I've never seen a trans person before. I don't understand why anybody would ever do that. I don't get the process, but you know, I don't have a problem with them. And I thought, wow, this is great. I'm going to tell them that I'm trans. And I do. And they just stopped talking completely. They left the mm. venue, gone. Mm. They were so shocked by that, gone. I felt completely rejected. So yes, it does take some bravery to get out there. But also, that is a really, really, really deep truth of mine. That everyone, well, everybody's going to know now. But (laughs) I don't need to go and share that with everybody right up front. Like, hey, this is me. This is what I do. And in spaces in which I don't know if it's okay all the time, it's really deeply, truly important to me. So I'd like to guard that a little more. And so what I'd like to share with you all is that there's this four-step or four-piece story process called the GIST storytelling method where you share these four elements to help you feel less vulnerable. You want to open up, but you don't want to open up everything that you might get hurt or that they'll get scared away just enough to make a connection and an Mm -hmm. honest, authentic connection too. And if I could share these, there's four pieces to it. You want to make sure that your story is joyful, that Mm. you enjoy what you're talking about. It's not for the sake of the other person. You just think it's funny. You think it's delightful because we want to be connected in what brings us joy, mm. right? So you're, you're not so serious. Yeah, right? you're not like, so serious. Like it's lighter and you, you, you're you just, you're bubbly about it. You're happy about it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're happier about it. You don't want to bring down something that's really tense, but it's something that you think is joyful, right? So then the second piece is, and the I is important. We're going to talk about something that's important to you. So I like to reference uh, board games because I like board games. They, they're fun for me. They're important to me. I like to play them. So I talk about that. But you want to make sure you talk about something that's important to you. If you're not, you have no skin in the game. And it's mm-hmm. small talk. It's boring. It's not that great for you. But How's the weather? Yeah, how's the How about weather? them Broncos? Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, now let's move on to something about you. Oh, I'm not cool. I like that. Joyful and important. Important. Those are great. Okay. And then the third one is secure. You want to be secure about what you share. You're Mm. not sharing in hopes that they're going to like what you say. You're sharing because you feel comfortable with telling that story. If it's yes. So no, that is key. I, so I feel like, wow, did it take you a while to get to that point? And for many mm-hmm. of us, right, it doesn't make sense for us to share something that we feel so wounded by still. Yes. Right? That we yes. those emotions are out of control. We're going to end up crying, like, mm-hmm. or being angry. And then, you know, our energies is just kind of through the roof because we haven't gained traction on it yet. You know, so it really makes sense. I love that. Absolutely, April. You nailed it. You nailed it. You're like, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you can't be present with them if you're dealing with your own. Yeah. Whatever's going on here. Uh, and you're going to impact them in a way that you really didn't want to because you weren't secure about what it was that you were feeling. Yeah. And, and then the final one, the T, is being truthful. You want to talk about the truth. Just don't lie. Demonstrate trustworthiness. If you want to be in a nice reliable, close connection with someone, don't start off by lying about something that you did in Cabo. Don't do that. Just talk about <laughs> who you are authentically. Yeah. That's, that's very wise. I yeah. agree with you because I tell you what, if later on, you know, I, for me personally, if I find out that somebody's dishonest, like it, it just, it, it kills the being able to trust that person on so many levels. And so, yeah, don't, don't destroy that. Absolutely. And we're being vulnerable here. We're, we're not vulnerable. People don't mean they tell the truth. They talk about themselves in a truthful way. It's so crazy that we even have to bring that up. 
part of it. But those are awesome, awesome tips. Yeah, thank you. So it's the just J I S T. Tell share the gist of you. That's cool. Do you have that on your website? And I want to make sure oh, yeah. I have it here on the screen. I want to make sure everybody knows how to get to it, where to find it. www.patternsofpossibility.com. And so if you're okay with it, Coach Lee, I would love to talk a little bit more now about the creation of this, what you offer to people in new cities or anywhere. And how did you come up with the name Patterns of Possibility? Oh, I love these questions that you have. It really makes me feel like I get to think and really share <laughs> some authentic stuff. So I, I really love these questions. Um, you know, as far as um, what I offer, I offer people the three-step coaching process where I help them figure out step one, who it is that they really want to meet. Mm -hmm. We'll all say that, oh, yeah, I'm in a new city, I'm in a new job, I, I just wanna make friends. Not quite, not quite. You really want somebody you can play one-on-one -on -one basketball with on the weekends, something more specific rather. Yeah. So you can go to those places, which was step two. Go to the places where people are doing the things. So I went to a comedy bar looking for somebody that was okay with being me being transgendered. Not that I not that I could have missed or could have couldn't have happened, but it's more likely if I go to places in which they celebrate those things, I would find yeah. the people who share my values. Right. And so I help people get more comfortable with that piece with yeah. step two. Go to those places. Where are these people hanging out at? Yes. Yeah. And then step three, we just talked about this a bit, but the gist talking about what's important to you. You have yeah. to talk about what's important to you. So and that's that why practice. Yeah. So I, I totally get how you've got to be coached through that because yeah. it takes so much practice and it would be so much easier and nicer to practice it with somebody Absolutely. that you can trust <laughs> that, you know, will hold that space for you when you stumble because you will many, many times. Absolutely. Uh, in learning how to communicate in that fashion. Yeah. And that's that's part of why it's patterns of possibility too, is because I I got the name because I moved from Ohio around in Ohio, California to Chicago around. And I realized that I'm just doing a pattern over and over and over again of doing something else. But if mm. I change this one thing, if I change this one thing, I will turn it into a new possibility. So I thought it was moving from this place to that place to that place, but that wasn't it. It was changing something else and happened to be changing something else within me, changing how I felt about things, mm. expressing how I felt about things, changing those pieces really changed the way my relationships formed. And so there we are, the patterns of possibility. Ah, I love it because they there's so many possibilities, right? Yes. And there's so much possibility. So I, I really like the title. I was very curious about that, what that meant to you, because so much of what we create in the world, especially being an entrepreneur, our titles are very meaningful, near and dear to our hearts. And mm -hmm. we have reasons behind our names. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that that's the reason um, a lot of patterns, breaking these patterns, turning them into new possibilities. Okay. So this is really fun, Coach Lee, because I'm just curious now that you've dived into this new possibility. And <laughs> what are some of the, the, the beautiful things that you have seen come out of people, like the people that you have helped and you have coached, what, what have they created in their lives from your guidance? Wonderful. I, I'm going to stop saying, I love these questions, but you can tell <laughs> that there's some joy in there with these questions. Um, one of the, the, the most important things is a spiritual journey with this. Mm -hmm. So I tend to be a little more spiritual, a lot more spiritual than religious and ceremonial. So what I help my clients do is understand that 
from a spiritual, emotional, energetic level is that that's theirs to own. It's theirs to share. It's theirs to protect. It's theirs to do whatever they want with. So their energy, their feeling, the expression of who they are. And so what I've helped my clients do is realize that there are some people in their life that will not and cannot care for their emotional needs. Mm. And to continue to focus on those people and hope that someday if I just share this way or share that way, do it this way, do it that way, it won't work. And so I help them understand that it's likely not going to work. And to focus on sharing with someone else who will care for, who will make you feel like home, who will support you, who are interested in you, express curiosity, and help them shift that focus to create the friendships and relationships that they really, really want with people. Because it just feels familiar to continue fighting. That's what it felt like to me. Pay attention to me. Care about me. Mm -hmm. I'm important. Like the things I want. Come out to the movies with me. And they don't like any of those things. Yeah. So I help them shift the focus and create these beautiful connections with themselves and others. Mm, that is so powerful. I really love the work that you are bringing out into the world because it's just so needed. And, and you're right. It's this spiritual journey mm -hmm. that we're on and you really are helping people to bloom, so to speak, right? You are showing them to change the patterns and see the possibilities that open up, right? Mm -hmm. So that is so cool. I also really like that you acknowledge that we as human beings really are looking to others, you know, specific people in our lives for to fill up everything for us, to fill our, our buckets um, in, in every way. And that just isn't the case. We we can't get it all from, you know, certain people and it hurts, right? Because so much of that is usually from family. It's from mm -hmm. our moms, dads, siblings. It's from the people that we feel we need it from the most. And it's just not the way it works. A lot of us have crazy families, broken yes. families. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's just that we're, we're too close. And so you very much open it up to people to understand that there's lots of people out there. You will find your tribe. Let me help you. Absolutely. You will find your tribe. You may have just been in the patterns of whatever it is that you grew up with. That's, I mm. guess that's another thing that I discovered about myself. I was just recreating whatever I grew up with, the family dysfunction. I knew yeah. that I didn't want the kind of relationships that my family had or I had with my family. And there I go, getting to this romantic relationship and we're just fighting all the time and, and doing everything I didn't want to do. I didn't mm. know how to, how to fix that. But it's possible with some outside perspective to be able to do that and, and, and change and create the relationships that you really, really want. Uh, I really like talking about patterns <laughs> mm -hmm. <Me laughs> because too. that's exactly what we do mm -hmm. is we are on this, this reoccurring thought patterns where we just continue to do the same thing day in and day out, same thoughts, same emotions, yeah. same all of it. And until we disrupt it, we're going to continue it because that's just the human nature. That's how we are designed. And so that's very, very neat. Very cool that you do that. What is the next thing for you, Coach Lee? What is, what is the future? What are you excited about doing next? I'm excited about uh, this annual Social Connection Summit that I have coming up August Ooh. 5th and 6th, the two-day wellness summit, helping people feel more heard, understood, appreciated, oh. connected in their personal and professional life. So I'm very excited about that. There are going to be coaches, one-on-one -on -one coaches. So VIP members or VIP attendees can come in and they can book coaches, coaching calls and have their own private coaching session in addition to keynotes and a um, bit of networking or community building, as I like to call it. So I'm excited to spread the actual experience of mm. feeling connected. 
because that's what changes. We can give you all the information in the world. This is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't actually experience it, it's not going to impact you in a way that's going to make change. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. We have to, you know, well, boots on the ground really isn't a good saying, but we, we <laughs> have to have the interactions, the physical, mm -hmm. the, the real life where we really get to see you know, even if I say role play, right. But we just have yes. to, we have to know what that's like in order to get it down and to see how we're going to react. Yeah, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point, you know, you're going to do the same thing over and over. You're going to have the same feelings about the experiences. Oh, you go into uh, an event or a networking place, or you go out and try to meet people and you're just like, nobody ever wants to talk to me. And you just carry that energy wherever event you go to. But if you ex have an experience where people are like, hey, how are you? I'm curious. I'm interested. It's going to feel different and you will carry that with you. So I'm excited about spreading that kind of energy. And that's really aligned with what you believe as well. And so I'm really excited to be here because of that. Yes. Yeah, I love that. It, definitely a company that's what... So many of the listeners on the Wellness Driven Life Show that, you know, mm -hmm. when you go to any of these connections, communities, wellness events, that's what we're into, right? We want to keep learning and growing and knowing how to be our best selves. And so, Coach Lee, it has been awesome having you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience today? I just want to say that it was a fabulous experience being here with you. I was like giggling like a little schoolgirl. Oh my God, the questions. <laughs> I love the questions. I really felt that home here because I felt heard, understood. And I felt this curiosity and appreciation for what we are trying to do and connecting with people and helping people feel more well, people feel more comfortable in a holistic way, not just about relationships, but it's a spiritual piece. There's an emotional and psychological mm. component to it as well. So yeah. I'm really grateful to be here. And I, I just want to share that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And for everyone watching and listening, again, find out more at www.patternsofpossibility.com. I invite you to explore that. And also, this is all going to be in the descriptions. You can learn more about where to follow Coach Lee on social media in the description. So thank you all so much for tuning in. And again, Coach Lee, it's been a pleasure. And we will see everyone later. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye.